Hello again, everybody, and War Eagle. Welcome to episode two of the Plainsman Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Kilgore. Today on the show, we're going to go over the Auburn-Akron game. Uh, we're going to look around the SEC from week one, look ahead to week two, and bring back a couple segments from our last season. So uh, let's go ahead and get started. All right, Brett. Producer Brett, welcome back to the show. Thanks, man. Happy to be back after a long weekend in Auburn. It's good to be on here. All right. Marcus, our analyst, he's back for another week. Hey, man. I'm excited. We uh, got a lot to talk about. It was a good weekend. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, uh, as Brett said, we, we all three got to take a trip to Auburn this weekend and see the first game of the Brian Horson era in person. So uh, what was... What was y'all's biggest takeaways from the game and, and maybe the, the best and worst thing you saw this weekend? Uh, Well, personally, um, I just think that our offense looked a lot different. I think it looked a lot better. Um, I thought that it was almost refreshing. I, weird, weirdly to say after being a hurry-up, no-huddle offense for so long, but it was a little refreshing to see on third and short or uh, you know fourth and short lining up in eye formation, saw a quarterback sneak under center. Haven't seen that in a decade. Um, you know, just little things like that. I thought uh, Bo looked really good. His progressions were really good. I thought we had, you know, all types of good things on the offensive and defensive end. Um, I think, you know, Carlson did miss an extra point. It is what it is. I mean, obviously it didn't matter, but that's the only thing that I think went wrong Saturday. So um, I'm I'm really optimistic, and um, I'm happy that Harson's our head coach. Yeah, I would completely agree with everything Marcus said. I think the only kind of sore spot was the Carlson PAT miss, but he made up for it. I mean, he made everything else for the rest of the night. Um, our offense looked great. Bo looked like a different quarterback than he did last year. Um, our wide receivers were running great routes, and there were more variation of routes, giving Bo more options, and then the check downs to the running back, um, getting the tight end involved. That was incredible to see. Um, and then our running backs were our running backs, you know. Tank did what he does. Sean Shivers had a couple of good runs and some hard hits. And then our freshman running back, um, Jarquez, Jarquez Hunter, came in and had an incredible second half. So can't ask for much more. Yeah, um, to, to me the biggest thing about the game was, was Auburn taking care of business and not really, you know, worrying about it being Akron on the other sideline and kind of just, you know, doing what we do and and executing the game plan that was kind of laid out before us. So that was uh, that was good to see. Um, the To me, the best thing I saw was what Brett was just pointing out, the depth at running back, you know, because that was a big question mark coming in because of all the transfers. At one point, we had two running backs on the roster. And so for Tank and, and Sean to carry the load, but, you know, I saw a lot of a lot of good things from, from the freshman Jarquez Hunter. And even Sean Jackson got a few carries, you know, there towards the end. So I think we're going to be okay. I was a little worried about the depth because even if your guy's not hurt, he can't run the ball every time. You know, he he can't carry the ball every time it's a handoff. So he's, he's got to – got to have some relief and and to have three or four guys you can trust to carry the ball and not turn it over that was another big big key um the worst thing is you know what both of y'all said the extra point but I, I want to dive a little deeper into that the seeing the swinging gate made me really really unhappy and I I'm not going to blame that on the miss 
or I'm not going to blame the miss on that, but it, you have to think it had something to do with it. You know, you go from, I don't know. I just hate that whole thing. Um, we did it the first two times we scored and we didn't see it again. So I hope we don't see it again the rest of the season, if we're being honest, but yeah, I mean, just to piggyback off that, I mean, you see as a fan, just as a fan, you've seen everything change. You've seen all this, you know, we're not being cute anymore. You know, we're just going to run it down your throat. We're just going to execute what we want to do. And then I think when we saw Swinging Gate, we were like, oh, <laughs> like this still? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's <laughs> the only thing that came that stayed. And I wish yeah. Gus would have took that with him too. Yeah. You know, I just, I yeah, I'm not a big fan of the Swinging Gate. Never have been. Probably never will be. Yeah. All right, well, uh, let's let's crunch some numbers real quick um, and look at some stats. Brett, we'll start with you this time. When you look at the stat sheet, who or what jumped out to you the most? Uh, I have to say Bo Nix. He was 20 for 22 with 275 yards and three touchdowns. Um, comparing that to a couple of games last year, that, that shows you he's leaps and bounds ahead of where he was. And I know it's Akron, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it was against the SEC team or anything, but just to um, for him to go out there and perform like that, I'm sure it's got to give him confidence going forward, and it's got to give Harson confidence in him to mm-hmm. keep him in that starting right. role if that's the route that he wants to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. Marcus, what was it for you? Who, uh, who jumped out? You know, I got two things. One's a thing and one's a person, so I hope I don't take your thing. Okay. I do want. I just want to add that Bo threw to nine different people Saturday. That was cool. nine different. Yeah. Nine different people called a pass, and that's really awesome. Like I, that makes me so happy. And that's running backs included, but I'm just saying, like the routes. I don't know. They were short routes. They were out routes. They were slants. They were curls. And Bo just knew where he wanted to go before you know before the play. He I think he knew his progressions, and that's just something I don't think he had in his first two years. But my yep. person, T.D. Moultrie, had uh, seven tackles, a sack, and three tackles for loss. And, you know, when you hear about uh, Sakobi McLean and Owen Popo and, you know, even a, a couple of others that big playmakers, T.D. Moultrie isn't, you know, that guy. But I did say look out for him to have a big breakout season. Or I think you did. Mason did. I'm I sorry. Did. I did. Yeah, yeah Mason did. Um, I had him circled, but I didn't. Yeah, Mason definitely called him out. And uh, – I think he had a great first game. Again, we we trust me, guys. We know that it was just Akron. Okay, y'all do yeah. not have to tell us. You know, we're not acting like we beat Bama, but I think we were looking for certain things. And I think on paper, TD Moultrie definitely jumped out at me. Well, I'm I'm glad you you threw two out and kind of didn't take either one of mine because I I had two two written down also that I wanted to point out. Um, the running backs, you know, were great. And we mentioned Jarquez Hunter a while ago, but seeing his stat line, he had nine carries for 110 yards. That's, That's 12 really good. yards a carry. He's fast, That's, dude. He is fast. When He's he gets in really the field, fast. He, you, can, mm-hmm. you can really tell it. He, he separates. But the other one I had written down was John Samuel Schinker, the tight end. He had five receptions. That's awesome. Like, he, like it wasn't one of those things where we did it once to appease everybody. Like, it looks like that's <laughs> right. going to be part of the offense. You know, yeah. five receptions for 38 yards. And, and like Brett said, they were, they were good routes. They were, you know – he was getting open and Bo was finding him. And I, I call those confidence builder routes where, yeah. you know, you can, you can make the throw three or four yards and, and put it on the money and you can trust your guy to catch it. So that was, uh, th- those were the two that stood out to me, you know, kind of, 
kind of from Saturday, and and I I like where we're at. You know, I I have a much more optimistic outlook on the season than I had Saturday morning when I left my house headed down there. So, I think I think that's what I wanted. Do we think Hunter's almost like a uh, Corey Grant top running back? Like, you know, yeah. if 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 he gets the kick return or punt return and he can find that hole, he's gone. I don't think there's yeah. any catching him. Um. And I don't. I think he's in the rotation. I don't think he's the primary guy for returns, but he's just so fast, so fast. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's. Uh, that'll wrap up the Auburn. The Auburn breakdown. Let's look around the SEC. <laughs> it was. It was a kind of wild weekend for a lot of teams, and I'm glad that Auburn wasn't one of those teams. It was a wild weekend for. But uh, who. Who was the biggest surprise for you, Marcus, in the SEC when you looked at the scores? Because obviously we didn't get to watch a lot of games being down there. But but when you look at scores and and kind of recaps, what which one shocked you the most? And there was a lot of them. Yeah, there was a lot of them. And like I think, I think I was. Um, hang on, I'm trying to see what I'm trying to say. I think I was surprised to when I went and looked before we started the podcast there wasn't as many teams as we I think I thought that had screwed up over the weekend um the only people that really struggled was Mississippi State and Missouri and I think I don't did Missouri Missouri did win or no they did win yeah they just barely went and then Vandy and LSU lost but everybody else in the SEC took care of business like Florida and Florida Atlantic you know they didn't cover their spread but they still won by a couple touchdowns A&M South Carolina Kentucky, Arkansas, you know, they all took care of business. Though yeah. Vandy got beat by ETSU, God bless them. Best, that. hey, like you said last last two weeks ago, best place to be. That's, that's yeah. what the coach said. So I think LSU, you know, I think Coach O is he is man that seat is hot in LSU, yes. and uh, and I think I don't know how long Leach is going to last. I really don't. You can't you can't look that bad. So. No, because it took a miracle for them to come back and win that game. They were down 20 with 12 minutes left to Louisiana Tech. You yeah. can't. Yeah. But I mean, just, to, just to peek right outside the SEC, though, I think the ACC looked really bad this weekend. Really bad. And after Clemson losing, and Florida State looked good last night, or they you know they great. competed, but not great. I don't really think the ACC can get a team in this year. I really don't, no, but we'll see. Now. But, yeah, I think the ACC really struggled. But the SEC didn't do as bad as I thought they did. <clears throat> and another thing about the ACC is their other top ten team lost Friday night. Exactly. North yeah. Carolina. So, exactly. So you had two teams starting the top ten, and both of them took an L week one. It's not, not a good start for the ACC. Nope. But, uh, Brett, who was, your, who was your standout game? Um, it was definitely LSU. You know, they came in with a lot of hype, ranked number 16. They went into an unranked UCLA and and didn't perform at all. Um, so, like Marcus said, Coach O's on the hot seat. It's got to be. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely warming up for sure. Um, I think my my biggest surprise was was Vandy losing to ETSU. Like that bad? I know you're. Vandy. It was ugly. Yeah, twenty three to three. They didn't score a touchdown, guys. Yeah, it was ugly. Like you you can't. It, if you lose forty one to forty, like that's not pretty either. But okay, you got in a shootout and lost. No, they got dominated by ETSU, Eastern Tennessee State University. For those unfamiliar, like, like that was that was a game where Vandy wrote them a check to come beat them by twenty. So yep. uh, that that's tough. That's tough. Um, the Georgia Clemson game I, that, that stood out to me a little bit too because from from what I understand and from what I've heard, Georgia's defense looks incredible, but. 
you're going to have to score more than 10 to beat teams like Alabama and Florida. That's it. And, you know, it, 10, 10 points isn't going to cut it here. So, right. I mean, I haven't – I haven't watched the game. That that's the one thing is, if we if we go back and I mean again I know everybody else watched the game, but I haven't seen the game. I don't know if George, if Clemson's defense was that good or if Georgia's offense really struggled. From um, from my source, Mr. Mix, uh, he wanted a shout out on this podcast. I told him I'd give it to him. He told us that uh, that there was there was the only touchdown Georgia scored was a interception. Is that correct? Yes. So, you know, they didn't even score an offense touchdown either. So, again, I'm with you. I don't know how you can be top five in the country and not be able to score a touchdown. I yeah. just don't. So, I have seen and heard a lot on Twitter and everywhere else that Clemson's defense also looked really good. So, it was a defensive struggle the whole game between both of them. Right. And that's, that's fine. It should be. It's two top yeah. five teams. So, you <clears throat> right. know, I mean – that kind of is what it is. I, I just I want to see more on Georgia before I buy into them. That's yeah. kind of what I want to say. So, all right. Um, my next question is: Has your outlook on the conference changed after Week One, Marcus? I want to start with you for the simple fact that you refused to name Alabama the front runner last well, last episode. We can, Have we you can changed get that out of the way? Yes. I, I, okay. I, after seeing everybody, I still I definitely think Alabama's definitely the the probably the winner of the SEC this year. Unless you know they do happen to fall or against somebody or crazy, something crazy happens, I, I definitely think Alabama's what they usually are. Um, I think Georgia probably has the East pretty easy. Uh, I don't. Florida did not show me what I wanted to see against nobody, and Georgia beat Clemson. So I would definitely say Georgia's probably got the lockdown on the East, and that's probably what you're looking at. So as far as the has my outlook changed though? No, I think it everything is what it is. I said Mississippi State was probably one of the lower tiers of the conference. I think they are. Um, LSU probably changed a little bit. I'm expecting a win at LSU now, like yeah. big time. So we'll see. But overall, no, I, I think everything's as normal. So, Brett, has anything changed for you? No, I I kind of agree with Marcus that. It's kind of turned into SEC has turned into like a four-team top-tier conference. There's Alabama, Georgia, Florida, Auburn, and Auburn is touchy on some years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like so, Auburn uh, and LSU's back and forth on that fourteen. Yeah, for the yeah, fourth that's spot. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, but um, Ole Miss still has to play tonight. So Ole Miss does to play tonight. See them. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And they play Louisville without Lane Kiffin. That is also true. Um, the the one team that I kind of am pumping the brakes on a little bit is Texas A&M. And I know that they still ended up winning by 31, and I, I got it. But at halftime against Kent State, they were up 10-3. to um, That tells me that something sloppy happened with their starters the first half. And I, I don't know what. Again, I have you know I didn't watch it. But we were scoreboard watching there, and it was 10-3 to at halftime. And we were kind of like – and A&M was really, really hopped up this year. So that, that would be the only team, in my opinion, that I'm kind of – you know, I kind of flip-flopped on because I, I thought they were definitely going to separate and maybe even take that, you know, second in the West spot. But I just – I just don't know. I, I'm I don't know. I think it could have been them. a fluke. I, I think A&M may have been a fluke. You know, I mean, if first game, that kind of thing. Like, some of these teams couldn't get it going, but A&M was one of the teams that did get it going. Yeah. I think A&M, you know, they're a team to watch. 
I don't know. They If they didn't play Bama so early, but they do play Bama pretty early in the season, I think. I think it's week five, maybe. Yeah. yeah so well, Five or six. So. Yeah. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. But I, I'm a with you, though. I mean, I don't – I'm not – I think Bama will probably beat them like they did Miami. So, we'll see. All right, well, uh, let's look around the rest of the country real quick. Um, any top 25 surprises? We had we had a, a big team circled. Penn State beat Wisconsin this week in a top 25 matchup. Anything else in the top 25 that um, y'all want to hit on? North Carolina losing. I know you touched on it a while ago, but North Carolina losing, that that's huge because even if Clemson beats them now, it doesn't matter. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. and, and watch for Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech's defense looked really, really good the other night. The stadium was rocking. I know that, you know, that has a lot to do with it. But Virginia Tech might can creep into the top 25. They're not going to push for any type of top top 10. But we'll see. I just – I think the ACC is really down this year. I don't – after losing, I really don't see Clemson being able to squeak in. So, we might have a two SEC uh, 14 playoff this year. We'll see. It is possible. Brett, anybody, uh, anybody in the top twenty-five outside of who we've talked about that surprised you? Um, not really outside of who we've talked about. You know, I was we were watching Penn State and them pretty closely, so I think that was going to be my go-to game right there. All right. Um, the the shocker to me was Washington. Number twenty-three, Washington lost to Montana. The the Montana Grizz. Yeah, I know. Washington is not going to see the top twenty-five again this season. Um, <laughs> I have a there was question. A lot of, Okay, go ahead. Is is it like the polls not relevant till after week three? Is that correct? Like, doesn't the that is not co- correct? Okay, um, I thought the, the committee the, came out. The committee comes in with about four weeks left in the season. Okay, okay, three or four that, weeks left. That was my question. But no, the the polls are there's a preseason poll and then they work off of that. So, yeah. my question to you guys is: Did enough teams near the back end of the top twenty-five lose? And Auburn look good enough to squeak in this this week when the polls come out. Do you think? Did, yes or no? When y'all said that Auburn was what 31, 33? 30, 30 or thirty-one, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, so you think we look good enough, and enough teams in the top twenty-five did not look good enough that we could jump in? I think so. Yeah, I think we're a top twenty-five team. Yeah. All right. I well, do. here's the team. Here's the teams that lost. You have LSU, who was sixteen. They're going to drop. Miami was fourteen. They're probably not going to drop out. But they'll drop down. Um, Indiana was was ranked near the back. They lost to a ranked team in Pretty Iowa. bad. That was an ugly uh, Louisiana loss. Louisiana Lafayette, they were ranked 23rd. Texas beat them. And uh, Washington lost to Montana. And then you had North Carolina, who was 10. They're not going to drop far. Clemson, well, I say far. They'll, they'll drop to the back end of the top 25. But Clemson won't drop that far. They'll stay in the top 10. And Wisconsin – They'll probably drop from twelve to eighteen or so. So we're not going to get ahead of those guys. But you know, I, I I'm with Marcus. I think I think we have a number by our name this week. I don't know. I mean, and honestly, like I don't care yet because that'll come. We get our chance. Yeah. We get yeah. our chance week three. That's we true. beat Penn State, and it don't matter. We're in. So That's I'm not true. worried about it. Don't you know? No, don't panic. Uh, and I yeah. just really think preseason polls are so bad. I wish they didn't do them. Obviously. Yeah. So I agree. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I I agree with that too. So, <clears throat> all right. Well, uh, let's look ahead to week two real quick. Any big games in the SEC that you guys are looking at as far as um, something that you're definitely going to be watching? Because you know, I mean, obviously we play Alabama State and we'll be watching that. But 
that's not really something everybody's going to be tuned into. What's uh, what's your biggest game that you're looking at for week two in the SEC schedule? I'll go ahead with mine. Mine is uh, Arkansas and Texas. Uh, yeah, Arkansas and Texas play. And yeah, that was Ar- my Arkansas answer. is a team who we had kind of picked as a uh, watch out to improve, not necessarily, you know, do anything special, but to improve. And Texas just didn't look all that great Saturday. So um, that would be a big, big, big win for that was Pittman huge. at Arkansas. Oh, man, that would be huge. If, if they could pull that off, that would be absolutely massive for that team. Yeah, I was actually going to – that actually did – that was mine that I had. I just couldn't find it. But, yeah, I I don't know if that I'm ready to call for an upset on that one yet. I just think it's going to be a close game. And uh, if Arkansas is there in the end, watch out. Because Texas – I mean, it's no surprise. It's not a secret that uh, Sarkeesian doesn't love his quarterback play. Like, you know, yeah. he's come out and said that they neither one have performed well in practice. So, you know, that if that's an issue going forward, that could be a problem. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree that Texas Arkansas is one to watch, but the only um, SEC on SEC game next weekend is Missouri and Kentucky. I guess they're going to battle it out to see who's the worst of the West. But. <laughs> well, East maybe. Or but. East, East, my bad. <laughs> um, another one with some hometown flavor, UAB travels over to Athens to take on Georgia, and I would be tickled pink if they could pull the upset. I know well, they're not. I know they're coming not, off Coming but. off the high. Coming off the high of beating Clemson, putting <laughs> little, the guard little down a little bit. Game for Georgia. Little Bill Clark coming in there, some razzle dazzle. <laughs> I'd love to see. That would be incredible. But um, but no, I mean, yeah, it's it's Texas Arkansas for me. That's that's the one I got circled too. So, um, we've got we've got a new segment that we want to do this this week, and we want to look at some of the some of the lines from you know the betting lines on the football games for the week. And we're going to use the whole country, and we are each going to pick a game where the line looks really suspicious, either really high or really low or maybe even the wrong team is favored. And um, we we were originally going to do an upset alert, but the the criteria just wasn't there this week. We'll, we'll so, try to do um, that if there, if there is. You know, if yeah, you have and, an upset alert, if, that's fine. But Right. If you yeah. have an upset alert, make sure you state, hey, I'm putting so-and-so on upset alert. But uh, we'll uh we'll start with Brett on this one. Brett, who's who's the team that you've got the the line looking really fishy? I'll be honest with you, I hadn't had a chance to look at it. Oh, okay, had a boy. Well, uh, I, we'll yeah, I fell on my. End. I do have mine, but I need the opponent of Kansas, Brett. If you're looking at it for next week, whoever Kansas Kansas is, um, the point spread on that game's like twenty seven, and uh. Coastal Carolina. That's it, yes. Okay. I just think – I'm not saying – I don't think Kansas is going to beat Coastal. Coastal's ranked 22, by the way. I just think Kansas is going to come in and make that a way closer game, and I think the spread is 22.5 or 27.5. It's it's in the 20s. I don't – I think that's way too much. I think Kansas – Kansas didn't look terrible the other day. Or, yeah, okay. Saturday. Okay. 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 <laughs> Kansas rushed the field after beating a D2 school. I'm just saying. I'm just telling you. I they don't think it'll be that bad. The field. Uh, I got you. I hear you. I'm just saying. I think that's a little much for a coastal team to be favored that much. That's all I'm saying. That's all okay, I'm saying. and that's fair. That that's kind of what this segment is is for. So, so we'll I'll, see I'll if I'm wrong that. or not. I'm, I think we need to I'm, keep up with. I am. I, who, I actually okay. am writing it down right now. I've okay. got a little chart here. Yeah, because um, we'll meet, we'll come so back Marcus to this is, next week. Yes, coastal. 
Kansas. All right. Um, yeah, mine, just don't like the spread. Just keep that in mind. I'm not calling for the upset. Just right, don't like the right, spread. All right. Right. That's that's the point of this. All right. So mine um, is kind of it's it's almost as outrageous as what you just said. Um, <laughs> I've got Stanford plus seventeen at USC. I, I'm um, with you. I like I, that. I just I just don't think USC was quite that impressive. Now, granted, Stanford hadn't been great in a long time either. But to this day, the biggest upset in college football history was Stanford beating USC as a 41-point underdog. Hmm. And that that game is – I'll always remember that. That was a great time. So uh, that one to me looks looks a little high, and I just – I don't – I'm not bought into USC yet. So that that's mine. I'm going to take Stanford plus a 17 against USC. I like that. If I can find one before here and the end of the podcast, we'll come back to it. But I'm okay. still looking. It was hard. I'm not gonna lie, dude. I mean, when yeah, I was I mean, when look, Mason had said a lot of them were were yeah. pretty pretty close to what I would expect. So right. So it wasn't uh, all right. Well, uh, that let's let's bring back some segments from our first season of the Plainsman podcast. We had a we had a listener tell us that that they missed it last week. So. Um, We'll start out with the tweet of the week, and we'll we'll finish up with Marcus's segment. So, has anybody anybody got a funny funny tweet off the Twitter dot com? I've got a Barner tweet. I do. Uh, this is a little little Homer. It's a little joke, so nobody take this personally. Uh, I, it's at Auburn memes. Okay, that was the okay. Twitter page, and uh, it said in one day, Brian Harson has won more games in Jordan Hare Stadium than Nick Saban has in five years. Drop the mic. I love it. It that is funny and it's also true. And, it is a fact. Uh, them, it is them, a fact. Them fans don't want to hear that, but it is true. And where's that game at this year? It is in Jordan Hare Stadium. <clears throat> Thank you. I appreciate okay. that. Yes, sir. All right. Well, uh, mine was mine was also from from one of our Auburn Twitter accounts, and uh, the the account is at all all barn, and uh. He said Big Cat would be third string on this defense. No wonder he left. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> and I'm all about some pettiness towards Big Cat. So that was that was my tweet of the week. I love third it. Third string. <laughs> <laughs> so what have yeah, you got, so Brett? My, my tweet is from at Shane11 underscore. That's Shane Murray. He is on the uh, Pass, Your, Pass the Jar podcast with uh, Drake. It's a good old Walker County podcast if you want to give it a listen. Um, but it's a picture of Auburn in the I formation, and it said, uh, Shane says, still gets the blood flowing down south. <laughs> <laughs> I completely agree with him. I love to see it. Yeah, it was uh, it was definitely something something to behold. So, all right, Marcus, we'll uh, we'll move into the segment that that you have taken under your wing, the Plainsman Poll. What have you got for us this week, bud? All right, this week in the Plainsman Poll. Uh, I've got a couple for uh, Twitter, and then I've got one that's going to be kind of hard to do, so it's really just going to be y'all's take. Um, we'll do that last. We'll do that one last. Um, first uh, Plainsman poll is, are you convinced on Georgia? And we've kind of already talked about that, but are you convinced Georgia is going to push the playoff this year with that defense and uh, if they can get the offense rolling? Are you convinced that Georgia could be a playoff team? Um, yeah, I think I am convinced just from hearing what I've heard and seeing the highlights. I do want to go back and watch that game against Clemson and see exactly what happened. I want to see how their defense looked. But 
I mean, from what I've seen and heard is there was NFL talent all over that field, and just them going back and forth defensively was a, was a good game to watch. I mean, it kind of had a playoff feel to it from, you know, obviously what I've seen. But, um, yeah, I do. I think they could push the playoffs for sure. Yeah, I agree. I mean, um, I think winning against Clemson, as long as they handle business the rest of the way, it's not going to matter whether they win or lose to Alabama in the playoff. I mean, in the in the SEC championship. I think they still get in the playoff. That was, that was a big win for them Saturday. And I, I think if the roles were reversed and Clemson were to win, I don't see Georgia getting in without winning. But I now, agree. with that I win, I, I think all they got to do now is just, you know, take care of their business and – Let's let's be honest. Their business isn't going to be much to take care of because they don't have Bama on the schedule this year. Um, their west their west opponents are Arkansas and Auburn. So I think we're probably definitely their hardest game on their schedule after Clemson. I agree with that. So we'll that. see. We'll see what's going on. So um, me my personal view on it is Georgia probably did um, book their ticket to one of the four playoffs, and that is only because around the country doesn't look good. There's not – I mean, even Oklahoma. Oklahoma is going to get beat before the year. I can't see – I really can't see the Big 12 or the ACC t- uh, getting a team in, and then there's not two teams in the Big 10. Ohio State struggled too, but we'll see how that goes. We'll see. I don't – pac tens open for Oregon, but Oregon's got a big game. Doesn't Oregon play Ohio State this week? They do, and Oregon so, did not look good this week. They beat so, yeah. State by seven. Yeah, so we'll see. I just I think this could be the uh, a great um, year for Georgia to to be good and get you know get in again and try to get revenge from a couple of years ago. Uh, next question is: Does Auburn win eight games? That's a yes or no question, not a if question. But does Auburn win eight games this year? Yes. Yes. I still say no. That hurts me, Brett. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's I mean, fine. I, you just—I took into account who we played. Okay. You asked me that same question after Penn State. Yeah, I know. And I know I it's a difference. I understand <laughs> that it's a difference. So you're giving us five losses against Penn State, Georgia, Bama. Who's the other two? Just, I mean, I know you don't have the schedule LSU in front of us. We, we went over it. We went over yeah. it our last episode. It was LSU. Yeah, and I A&M. just, I just think. So, we, yeah. My LSU prediction at was LSU. Yes, Correct. it is at LSU. My the prediction curse. was eight and four to begin with. I would actually give us one more. Yeah. I, I, I think we could get nine. I think we look but, good, but, but I, I'm confident in eight now. Where, where right. before I felt like I was pushing it with eight. I feel confident in eight now. Maybe y'all, y'all, y'all come on, buddy. Y'all come on. Y'all, <laughs> y'all seven and five and six and six last week. Y'all come on to the eight and four, nine and three. I love it. Um, I, I also would like to mention that that one of our listeners had us uh, losing to Georgia State. Yeah, that'd um, be my and, uh, and, fan call out earlier. Yeah, yeah. that one. Yeah. So, same, same old Mr. Megs. Um, he he actually did go back. On that statement last night, so he uh, he's given us six and six now, as opposed to the five and seven he had given us. So we appreciate that, Mr. Megs. Um, yeah, I'm I'm confident, Nate. Marcus, what about you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I am. Okay. I think we're right at eight and four, nine and three. That like that nine and three is if something special happens at the end of the year. But I mean, eight and four is the is the sweet spot. Target, for me. target yeah. now, yeah. 
So, um, all right. And then the last question, I think this is going to turn, this might turn into a nice little conversation. Um, Because we haven't talked about this, uh, are you looking forward to where college football is headed? Um, are we because there's a lot about to change not just the NIL but the, I do believe we are looking dead in the eyes on a new expansion I think college football is about to change as far as realignment goes I think we're about to get into pods and stuff like that over the next five years um, so are y'all looking forward to that or are we going to get you know six seven years down the road and go I like what it used to be just you know just think about that for a second just the I think the expansion's nothing crazy. I don't think that's going to be something we look back and wish we didn't change. But I do this pod and realignment and turning into you know we got two, three huge conferences. I don't know how. I don't know how much I'm looking forward to it. But we'll you know I just want y'all's opinions. I think it's all going to depend on on how it gets realigned, whether we like it or not, because it it could turn out to be where we get twelve really freaking good games every week. Or it could be where, you know, certain teams get a pretty weak schedule. And and I'm that's what I worry about with with the um the pods and the realignment and stuff is you know, I I just won't I, I would love to play the, the Texases and the Ohio States and the Oregons on a yearly basis. That would be fun. Seeing the Auburns and the Alabamas playing twelve tough games every year would be fun. Um, but at the same time, by doing that, you're going to kill off your smaller schools because they live on those paychecks. And, and like last year showed that there were teams that couldn't afford to field a team last year because they weren't getting the checks from going, taking 50 point beatings at SEC schools, you know what I mean? Or, or big 10 schools or whatever. Those, those schools rely on those paychecks. And with those gone, I think it's, it's going to have to be separated into more divisions than just D1, D2, and D3. So so, so to answer your question, yeah, I mean, to answer your question, Marcus, it's all going to depend on how it happens, whether whether I'll look back and say, yeah, I like the way it was, or now this is pretty cool. Yeah, I, you took the words right out of my mouth. That's exactly what I was going to say. I think it all depends on how the realignment goes and – what exactly happens and who sits where at the end of it. So am I, am I like mistaking the fact that when the Big 12, Big 10, Pac-10, that little um, alliance that they're talking about, I almost felt like they were shunning out the SEC, like they're not going to play us. They're like you know what I mean. Like I felt like the alliance was is being built to where we're actually gonna do our thing, and then they're gonna do their thing. Like, am I wrong about that? I don't think you're necessarily wrong. I just I think that it's gonna take a lot of commissioners sitting down in a room and and getting over their pettiness and getting over their hurt feelings, and they're gonna have to sit down and say, all right, what do we want to do? Um. I know that the Alliance left out the SEC for sure. It also left out the ACC, and they had nothing to do with Texas and Oklahoma, which obviously they're coming to the SEC anyway, so it don't matter. But that's – I mean, that's still two to three years away at least. Right. I understand that. And that's kind of what I was – this is just like a – just picking y'all's brains on what – 
what do y'all think would happen and where will we be in five, ten years? And are we not loving college football as much because everybody kind of went their own way and we're just playing each other now? You know what I mean? I was yeah, just Yeah, I know curious. what you mean. I know what you mean, but if I cut that game on on Saturday and I see environments like what I saw this past weekend, I don't care who's on the field. I know. I know. I, Dude, I agree Virginia with Tech, that. North Carolina environment it was, was fun. wild. You yeah, know, it was fun. And, and even being in Auburn this weekend, you know, it wasn't every seat sold, but it was a pretty big crowd. I, oh, I, I never would say it saw was the packed. number, but I think it was over 80,000 yeah. at, at least. I could see that. And, you know, it was it was loud. It was fun. You know, it was – that's what you tune into college football for. And that's true. Last year just wasn't it, you know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I didn't miss much football last year, but it wasn't the same. And it was not the same. To me, I will, I will never – not watch it because you know i'm just not not feeling it i understand that and i think most people are that way so but yeah that's uh that's all we have on the plainsman poll this week all right well good stuff marcus um brett anything you'd like to add would you like to go back and f- did you find you a team to to pick against no not really the um the oregon ohio state game kind of interests me but it's a 12 and a half point line so ohio state 12 and a half yeah oh that's right at it yeah i think they'll cover it but i don't it'd be close i don't know yeah i think 10 i I think we know where that game's at i do not with the line it'd have to be ohio state with that line or neutral because i don't think i don't think ohio they'd give ohio state 12 and a half at oregon let me say this too I think Oregon might have got caught looking ahead this past week. It's possible, and you can't I mean, blame them. Fresno you can't State, blame them. you can't spend all offseason prepping for Fresno State and have Ohio State week two. I'll say and, this. And it could have got them. If, if we don't look as sharp this week against uh, Alabama State as we did last week, I'm okay. I'm not paying – you know, we – I. Looking ahead to me is not the worst thing possible. That whole we take care of one week at a time BS. No. No, you don't. <laughs> because some teams you, you can just go watching, out. Exactly. Alabama's not watching Mercer film right now. That's what I'm saying. Like They're not. They're going to get a little game plan together. I got that. I'm not saying that you don't even turn on film. I'm just saying you spend one or two, one and a half days, whatever, on that team, and then you you got to start looking into those big games early. Right. You do. I I do not believe that coaches that coach talk of will stick to one game a week. You know that that's garbage. Garbage. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't I don't believe that either. All right, but yeah, I'm, right. I'm done. Well, right uh, that's gonna wrap up episode two of the Plainsman Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe to our pages. We're on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at Plainsman Pod. Um, we're anywhere you can listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, all the all the good platforms. So uh, make sure you subscribe and tell us what you think. Come back to our social and interact with us, and we will talk to you next week. Till then, War Eagle. War Eagle. War Eagle.